Well, we warned you that this might happen as, of course, this is Tigers SRD here on SportsRadioDetroit.com and a Tiger Mind Report. I'm Rahel Castillo alongside me is Chris Brown. And we just put out the Halloween episode, so Halloween special. So if you like that with Perry, let us know because we, we had a lot of fun doing that episode. But yesterday as we were recording, right before we went on, the White Sox hired Tony La Russa, which we, we all had a really good laugh about. And then it kind of led into the fact that, well, the Tigers now were the front runners for A.J. Hinch as the White Sox did not even conduct an interview with A.J. Hinch. And it was a joke among White Sox fans that Rick Hahn is, a, is the highest paid assistant general manager out there. And although he's a team general manager, the joke is he doesn't really make any decisions. But uh, the Tigers, according to John Morosi and also Jason Beck, are finalizing the deal to bring in A.J. Hench by the end of today. So if you're listening to this podcast tomorrow, then it might, it's pretty much a done deal, what it sounds like. And so, Chris, it is a – the A.J. Hench hire is a very good hire for a lot of reasons, and there's some reasons that are bad. But let's start with the good and bad and ugly, if you will, of it all. But um, are you – first of all, are you surprised by this at all? I mean, are you, were you shocked by this? I am kind of shocked. Uh First of all, you know, we, we joked and joked and joked about the White Sox, and we didn't before, as we recorded, we hadn't seen the ridiculous, uh, you know, this was, was the email announcement of Tony La Russa that they sent out to White Sox fans or whatever that had A.J. Hench's signature in the background. Yes. So yeah. clearly, clearly everybody with the White Sox media team or whatever was expecting A.J. Hench, as I think most people around the country were expecting him to be the next White Sox manager because he's the best manager candidate available and the White Sox was the best job available, but uh, no, no, Tony LaRusso. So, all right. So, but uh, yeah, so the, that, that part right there is shocking. And then it's just kind of shocking that the Tigers were able to go and do it and got, get it done. Um, and, and that they're willing to deal with the fallout from it, that we, which we could talk about in a little bit more. Um, I know. I, I think, you know, my, my general, philosophy is that the, the manager is not going to make a huge difference. Uh, maybe at the margins, at the very edges, if you're a 91 team, you, they might get you a couple more wins, but you know, the Tigers have 65 win talent. He's not going to suddenly turn them into a 91 team. There's just, there's no way. But um, I think the, the, the number one thing I take from it is that the Tigers are serious about getting better and contending and being a good team. Um, and, you know, you assume everybody is, but I think it would have been easy for them to kind of, uh, you know, avoid the controversy and just go pick somebody who hasn't been a manager yet. Uh, but, uh, you know, they went, they went, uh, took a big swing and it looks like they hit. So I, I, I'm surprised. Yeah, I was surprised too. And I thought that in a way, Chicago having the bigger market and having that kind of talent that I thought Chicago would make a play on it, but we don't. Re- I didn't realize the ties that Jay Reindorf had with Tony La Russa, and they go back some ways. And again, we mentioned this. I mentioned this in the article on Motor City Bengals that it was Hawk Harrelson in his one year as general manager, nineteen eighty six, to fire La Russa, and that led it to uh, probably two different directions of where the White Sox went. The White Sox weren't really relevant again until the mid nineties, but they had some really good f- teams like with Alex Fernandez, Jack McDowell, Frank Thomas, Robin Ventura. That's some good talent there. There was never then they made a postseason appearance. They want to see 91, 92 again, and they lost to the Jays. But that is a different contrast to what LaRusso did with the A's and later with the Cardinals. But 
as far as AJ, getting back to AJ Hinch, though, the the one thing that's among all the candidates the Tigers talked to, he was an assistant GM in San Diego, and he was the director of player personnel in Arizona, and he's a Stanford grad. Now, Stanford, there's to people out there, Stanford is pretty much the quote unquote hub of the West, and he has a psychology degree. And there was a couple things about him that I read that I found fascinating. And then he did the MLB network interview with Tom Verducci talking about his role and kind of skidded the questions a little bit, which leads me to the next part, Chris, is a lot, a lot of fans. And I saw some of the comment section on the Motor City Bengals Facebook page. A lot of fans are upset about this. Yeah. You know, and to a certain degree, I get it. Um, but it, 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 there's always just sort of a selective outrage to me. Like, uh, yeah, AJ Hinch was the manager of, uh, Houston Astros who committed, uh, you know, the egregious, uh, sign stealing scandal. Uh, what we know about that is basically all, all we know of it is, you know, the, some interviews and the report, the official report from MLB. And in that report, MLB said that, um, AJ Hinch wasn't an active participant. He actually broke one of the cameras once I believe. Uh, but he obviously must've known about it. I mean, he obviously did know about it and should have done more to stop it. Basically, that was his punishment. He should have done more to stop it. So his sin was uh, of, you know, commission or whatever, uh, or omission, I guess. I don't know, whatever. He didn't uh, He didn't actually actively participate in the scheme the way that uh, Alex Cora did. And, and it'll be funny to see. I, I don't think he's going to get – Alex Cora is going to get as much uh, rancor and I'm assuming he goes back to the Red Sox, but Alex Gore was an active participant in that. Uh, he helped set everything up. It sound, in some ways, it sounds like he and Carlos Beltran were the two, uh, you know, most egregious uh, offenders. But Hinch should have known. He should have stopped it, and so he got his suspension. He was suspended for one year, and he served his suspension. I, I don't know. I mean, if you want to brand him a cheater for the rest of his life, you can do that, I suppose, but then you probably want to do that with Tony La Russa too, right? Because he was in charge of the A's when they were all doing steroids. And he was in charge of the Cardinals when Mark McGuire was doing everything under the sun. Andro and Andro and Destro. and um, <laughs> So it, it's, you know, you don't want to get too cynical about things. But, but cheating is just a part of baseball. It has been since baseball began. We talked before about all the different ways people try to cheat. The... The infamous, uh, like 1900s third base coach standing in a pool of water and getting electric shocks to tell him what the signs were. Like, it, you know, it's just a part. Everybody's looking for an edge. The, the the talent level is so high, and the competition is so close for the most part that any little edge you can get, you try. And, and the Astros was uh, particularly, uh, you know, gaudy attempt to cheat, and so people are upset about it. But I, I like that doesn't mean that AJ Hinch is going to come to Detroit and go, listen, okay, we're going to have to find some new ways to cheat. Like he was there. He, I think he took responsibility for not stopping it in that interview. I mean, the clip you, you showed, I think he said that he, he certainly wasn't as defiant or, uh, you know, it's just bitchy as Jeff Lunau was. Yeah. You know, Jeff Lunau's interview. Like that's a dude who's not going to work in baseball again. I think. He just seemed like I had nothing to do. Like he didn't take any responsibility and then Hinch at least took some responsibility. And I don't know. It's definitely something that you have to weigh. And I'm sure it's something that that the Tigers talked with him about a lot. 
But, you know, is, is it a disqualifying thing? It's not to me. I mean, we've, we've seen, you know, what the Tigers uh, signed or traded for Gary Sheffield back in the mid-2000s, right? He, he, at that point, he had already been implicated in doing steroids. He admitted to doing steroids with Barry Bonds, I think. Although he did, didn't he say that he didn't think there were steroids because it was like a cream and stuff. He was like yeah, steroids yeah. is something that goes in your butt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's the infamous one for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and you know we had the Tigers had Johnny Peralta, remember? And then he got busted doing steroids, and then ah, uh, you, you know, like there are people who are going to try to get an edge. It's just the way it is. It's, it's if if you're not hiring AJ Hinch, somebody else is going to. It's sorry, you have to get down in the mud sometimes to play the game, but. I think that's the key here is that the Tigers are willing to look aside, like set that aside because they want to compete and they want to win. And uh, you could try to be virtuous and only hire, you know, the straightest arrows in the world, but you're, you're probably not going to win that much. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, for Jeff, for Jeff Lugau, Lugau, the, the one thing about that interview was I guarantee it was vet. The, the questions were vented very, very carefully because the Houston reporter that interviewed him was kind of like a, it was it was, a, it was a big game of softball questions, mm-hmm. and the, his contrition level showed. I mean, he was defiant. And in reality, there. I mean, if you duh, do you would be you're the guy that lot the Cardinals hacking system. I mean, you're the one that it was so petty between you and the scouting departments from St. Louis when you were your time there that that yeah. they the, the whole stealing thing. That was to me ultimately. I, I think that. And what happened in Houston is kind of like kiss your fate goodbye because, you know, seal this fate a little bit. Kiss your fate. Kiss your or mm-hmm. seal this fate because there's two things involved. And mind you that they stole from him, but still that that, that still looks yeah. like, you know, that's still like a black market. Some of the scouts were saying, well, he does this, this and that. And, you know, I, I don't the, the The one thing about the interview with Hinch is that yeah, he shows contrition and he just wants to move on. And also at the same time, it's just not one. I mean, AJ Hinch is not going it, to, it's a combination of a lot of things going on with that. And the whole trash can jokes and all that stuff aside. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a pretty gross culture at the Astros and that was uh, fostered, I think by uh, Jeff Luno. I, I think, I don't know how much you, you want to put that on AJ Hinch, maybe some of it, but you know, the, He's AJ Hinch isn't the one who's like running front office people out of like people just willingly leaving left and right from Houston and, and just wasn't a great culture there other than, you know, they won a lot, but I think it was kind of gross and very highly competitive. And, and, uh, but I don't know, like the Hinch is, that's the thing is he's going to be defined by that, but he's, there's a lot more to him than that. Like you said, he was a smart dude, went to Stanford. And what I like the most about him, is as you mentioned, he he's got a background in player development. He was the head of player development for the was it the the Diamondbacks for a couple of years, and then he ended up becoming their manager. I think wasn't he the manager and Gibby was his bench coach. That's correct. Yeah, and then uh, Kirk Gibson moved into the manager position. Yeah, so that's it, it. It sounds silly, but one of the things I like about Hinch is that not only does he have success or like a history of success, he also has failed once before he failed as a manager in his first try. And I think, you know, not necessarily like how he's going to get that out of the way, but I think that gives you a lot more perspective. Cause one, one, one of the things that I worried a little bit about with uh, Alex Cora as a candidate is 
you know, he was the bench coach for the the Astros when they won it all. And then he went to the Red Sox and won it all. And then last year, the Red Sox weren't, uh, weren't great, but he has never like had to help build a team or, or, you know, guide a struggling mediocre team. And Hinch has, and that's what you're going to be looking at here with the Tigers. You've got a, a young team. That's not very good. It's got some talent on the way and they're going to have to bring in some free agents and stuff like that. And Hinch has been through that. I mean, they, uh, they did, he did a the first two years of the Astros, they had a winning record, and then, then they became kind of elite. But uh, so I don't know. Like, like I said, I, I I don't think managers do a whole heck of a lot to change the fortune of the team, but I think Hinch would be the right guy to to try it here. I think that, that there's a lot of uh, positives about the hire. Yeah, in terms of a psych- is a psychology degree. You mentioned Stanford, and that's something dealing with people. Dealing with people is part of managing, no matter what you do. It could be it's a huge part. Yeah, it's managing. You're managing. You're managing personalities, and that's a lot to juggle. And for the personalities dealt with in Houston, here in Detroit, he's going to have a lot of not to say fragile, but he's going to have a lot of young minds to form. And it sounds really. That sounds kind of really kind of uh, almost. Uh, I'm trying to find the word. Very poetic or very. Uh, um, I don't know. It, it sounds really kind of, I don't want to say overdramatic. It sounds very, you know, I'll say, you know, screw it. I'll say poetic. It sounds very kind of like, no, no, um, goodwill and very, that, you know, the chance to move minds is something out of a movie or something. But it, mm-hmm. but it's true in this case. The Tigers, if you look at the situation with Detroit right now as it stands, you have a roster that does, they have to, they have to do some free agency. Free agency is going to be strange right now. It's so strange that Brad Hand is now on the market because the Indians are not even going to do his one million buyout. So the economic situation in baseball right now is going to be so strange right now that we exactly don't know. Is that we don't have a clue what the Tigers are going to be spending on free agency, but they cannot afford to do what they did with the hired Phil Gardner back in the late nineties and early millennium. The reason why I mentioned that is because they were, according you know, you read. Some of the, when I was doing the research on Randy Smith, one of the things Bill Gardner mentioned was sitting with Buddy Bell that that were, they were promised the Tigers were going to spend. And when it came to the offseason, they were close. I mean, I think it was 97, 98. They were almost at 500. They finished third place. They're doing well. And they needed a couple starting pitchers and nothing. Then it pissed off Buddy Bell. And I think even Phil Gardner, they were, they were promised with the new ballpark they would get spent. And they didn't spend until it was until Dirty Brodsky goes, hey, look, we have to spend and be competitive. That's when Mike Gillage took notice. But in this case, I'm not sure what guarantees and all that stuff. We won't, we won't find out here for the next couple of weeks, but I know, I know this, you can only do so much what you have. I think the difference between you and me in terms of how he's going to make a difference in the team is one, the experience level and age and uh, his age, because you look at Ron mm-hmm. Gardner Gardner Hire at this point was almost like how I view Dusty Baker in Houston right now, a guy who can, you know, knows how to manage, knows it gets done, and you know he's not going to give you too much trouble because he's been managing for so long. And that's what Dusty Baker – Dusty Baker is a, is a good manager, and Ron Gardner was able to just do what he had to do, a good placeholder. Mm-hmm. Um, and A.J. Sager – A.J. Sager, the CEO was talking about A.J. Sager earlier. <laughs> there I go. Hinch is modern analytics. He's a, he's a, he's a modern manager, which mm-hmm. – the, we, we talk about Brad Austin being a mo- modern manager. I have no idea what Brad Austin's manager style was because if you think about it, Chris, here's the one thing about him: the difference between him and Austin is that the Tigers really didn't 
they talked about being in analytics, but we never saw anything in play until this year. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, I mean, nothing. Uh, I mean, we, it's hard to. We thought maybe their drafts a couple of years ago were based on analytics and stuff. Like, yeah, but like, I mean, we've seen more and more in the last few years about their shifts and things like that. They've really leaned heavily into the analytics the last year, couple of years. And that was the thing. Like, we, we talked about. You mentioned it. Like Brad Osmus was open and and willing to discuss that sort of stuff, but I don't think the support was there from the front office to like, you know, we, we know Dabrowski for all his great works wasn't terribly. Uh, I don't know if he wasn't interested, but it just wasn't his thing. What to to get deep into the analytics, and so they didn't have much of a analytics department at all when Osmus was hired. And I think by the time they were building it up, he was like, you know, he was a lame duck. Uh, you know, so I mean, I think there's a certain uh, you you could probably say that that Hinch is kind of what the Tigers wanted Osmus to be, uh, and but I believe Hinch has got a better personality than Osmus. Osmus is kind of crusty and sarcastic. I think Hinch is a little bit more genuine, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's yeah, it's he's a former player who wasn't a very good player, so you know he had to work really hard to even become a backup catcher or whatever. Um, so I, I just, I think there's a lot of upside to hiring him and, and you know, I always say, you know, managers don't make a difference. Most of that is me saying I, it's, we can't really tell what kind of difference they make. I'm it, everybody here who's had a manager, anybody listening has probably had a manager or been a manager. And do you know, some of them are good. Some of them are bad. Some of them, uh, you know, some of them it's, it's, it's tough basically as a manager, you got, you have to know how to motivate people when to like get on their case, when to just leave them alone. And that's a psychology thing, a personality thing. And then that's seems to be Hinch's specialty. So I think that that could play a, a big role. It's just for me, I like, there's only so much like a pep talk or discipline can do when it comes to hitting like a 92 mile an hour slider, you know, <laughs> like you need to have the talent. That's the most important thing. But if you get the talent in place, I think Hinch is a great final piece. And and if you want to make him the first piece and then bring the talent, that's fine. Yeah, because they have to in order for this to work, they have to have some sort of level of talent. And we can repeat that to the blue in the face. But I'm interested in seeing how he handles the personnel they have now with the likes of, for example, Jake Rogers, him being a former catcher and all and looking at evaluating what's on the team right now. And, and from his background of player evaluation and being the assistant in terms of even from a farm system standpoint, assistant GM. I'm sure he has an idea of what he, he probably looked at the team and, and probably have his own blueprint of what he wants to do, comparatively speaking to Phil Gar or excuse me, um, Ron Gardenhire. But the question is, and we'll find out too as well, is he's, what, what staff he's going to bring back. Is this going to be a complete cleaning house? Because all his assistants were under Dusty Baker for 2020. Now, I'm not sure if they are for 2021, but I'm intrigued to see if he's going to bring anybody over from Houston. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. The pitching coach, correct me if I'm wrong, he had in Houston was a little older, right? And he's retired now. Uh, Brent Strom. Yeah, I don't. Did he retire? I did. I don't know. I didn't see that. Um, it's possible. You know, I'd love to see uh, Fetter from U of M, even though it would hurt Michigan. Um, who knows? Maybe Don Kelly will come back as the bench coach. He was his bench coach in Houston that last year, wasn't he? Or he was a first base coach. Now he's a bench coach in, in Pittsburgh. Maybe DK comes back, but uh, it's probably not the best move for Don Kelly at this point. But yeah, yeah I mean, there's a there's a lot of I mean, this is going to be interesting to see who uh, you know who what coaches come in and, and maybe what players come in. And this is kind of what I, I was getting at is, is 
right now we've seen, you mentioned Brad hand. We've seen the Cardinals decline the option on, on Colton Wong. The Rays just declined their options on Mike Zanino and, and Charlie Morton. So a lot of teams are, are just like, Hey, we can't afford anything right now. So if the Tigers have money, unlike the rest of, you know, most of the other teams are claiming to, or if the Tigers are willing to <laughs> just go into debt or maybe not that concerned, maybe the other teams are lying. I don't know. Uh, and the Tigers aren't signing Hinch gives the indication that maybe they're willing to go in on, on some stuff a little bit this year. And if they do, you've got a lot of nice relationships, like uh, good players with relationships to Hinch, you know, you, players are going to go where they get the most money for the most part. But you're looking, I just mentioned Morton. He's out there now, possibly, unless that, you know, the Rays work out a deal. You talked about Jake Rogers, you know, coming from the Astro system. He probably is familiar with Hinch. Uh, Michael Brantley is out there. So that, yeah, I mean, there, there's going to be some interesting players who might take a closer look at Detroit now. And, and if Detroit's willing to spend, they might be able to accelerate this rebuild. Yeah, especially because even like the likes of you talk about Charlie Morton would be a good one year option to fill the void until they can see what's going on. We we did get news that Matt Manning's forearm issues not that serious, so big sigh of relief there. But at the same time, yeah, familiarity. You you just talk. I mean, we, it, it's kind of the title of it all. The podcast can be familiarity because look at Tony Russa. He's familiar with Jerry mm-hmm. Reinsdorf. and nepotism still exists in baseball. And the one thing that I didn't know, and Dex been pointing this out. And Deadspin's not what it used to be. There's a lot of people who don't like Deadspin, but what Deadspin did point out something that, well, that was kind of funny to me, but it was also really true. It's the, it's a something. The, the the quote is, of course, again, this is something of a measure of MLB and Rob Manfield's dedication to getting new minority blood in the manager's office. Here's a manager disgraced, rep tarnished, and yet he's in a job within a year of being suspended. Carlos Beltran got fired from his job for what went on with the Astros before even managing for the game, uh, managing him for the Mets. Where's his name in the rumors for openings? That's a good point. I haven't heard, I haven't heard his name at all. Unless I'm missing something. Yeah. I think that, that that's a good point. The part of the problem though, is uh, um, again, it sounded like Beltron was a very active participant and in, uh, in the, the cheating and Beltron doesn't have a track record that I think that's a huge thing. But that's why Cora will get rehired because he has a track record and Hinch has a longer track record. So, uh, you know, I, I would love to see more, you know, Tigers in- interviewed like 20 guys. And, and I'd love to see some, a lot of those guys uh, get jobs if they're deserving, like Marcus Thames. It'd be cool to see him as a manager and, and all those guys, but teams, you see it in every sport, man. How many times was it? Stan Van Gundy just got hired by the Pelicans. I think I did like, it seems like there are about a dozen NBA head coaches and they all end up with like 10 jobs over their lifetime. Yeah. Teams just value guys who have experience and have been there, especially if they've got postseason experience and world series winning experience. As we tweeted out, um, Hench will be the, with the seventh active manager with a world yeah. series ring joining, uh, now La Russa, who's got three of them. Um, and then uh, Terry Francona, you know, in Cleveland. And you got Joe Girardi, who was, I mean, that, that's a, Joe Girardi is like the prototypical case of what teams want from a modern manager and how, why, you know, like, 
he was great for the Yankees for many years, but they're like, Hey, we want you to do this. And he was like, I don't really want to do that. And they're like, all right, we'll, we'll bring somebody who does. And, uh, but he's back with the Phillies because the Phillies, Phillies went for, uh, Cape Kapler and that, that was a little too much for them. So they went, you know, zig back the opposite direction, but you got, you got Joe Madden. Now you got Dave Roberts, Dave Martinez. So I, I think winning that ring is just always going to make you look like a better manager. Absolutely. And to, in in this case for the Tigers, I don't think they have the, the the patience to wait for somebody like a. I mean, I thought Peter or Pedro uh, Gitterol, the Griffo, thank you, Griffo, the man, the third base coach over Kansas City would have been a good hire because he has a ton of experience, similar to Hinch, where he started off in the minors, scout was he, he worked his way up, similar to I mean, he managed Triple A Tacoma, and I think managed at a lower level too, and he was the player development. He did all the things, but he hasn't had mm-hmm. a job yet. And that, I think he, if anybody, the, uh, the candidates that the Tigers were talking to him and Phil Nevin, both were my two favorite. That wasn't AJ. I mean, AJ Hinge, I didn't think was coming. And I'll be honest. I didn't think he was going to come here because of what was going on. Yeah, I didn't think there was a chance. Yeah. So, I mean, no, it's no knock on, it's no knock on Marcus Timms. It's no knock on, I think they even, they talked to Don Kelly they don't have the experience, and the Tigers don't really have the. And right now, the fan base is floating at the mouth for a winner. And yeah, you know they they don't have the pay, they can't they can't afford to wait. Yeah, and as, as uh, Margorash says, uh, you know this is this is Alavila's last hire, uh, almost certainly, you know unless things go great. Um, so as Alavila, are you going to take a chance on somebody who's unknown and hope you know it, it's a risk reward thing there? Or, or do you go after the best name available? Like the top, like no one is going to say, oh, Avila really screwed this up getting AJ Hinch. Like the only people who say that are the ones who think he's just a cheater and don't want him to be in baseball. Right. But nobody else is going to be like, yeah, you know, they had, uh, you know, Don Kelly was out there and they went with AJ Hinch, that lousy Astros manager who won 100 games three years in a row and won the World Series. It's like, uh, you know, this was kind of a no brainer for him. He had to get it done because. It's it's just the best chance to save his save his own job, basically. So, yeah. I don't know. I, like, I do agree that we need more new blood and more diverse managers and stuff like that. But it's there's a time for that, and right now with the Tigers rebuilding, not the best time. No, and it's it's not. And the the thing is that for anybody out there that doesn't want to follow a team anymore because of a manager they hire. Look, I'm sorry. I, I, I can't relate to that whatsoever because then at that point, we, like you mentioned earlier before, Chris, throughout history, throughout time, there are all sorts of cheating scandals and everything. And But not even that, but here's the thing. If you love baseball and you love the Detroit Tigers, are you going to stop watching them because of one man? One man? It's not like he went out and – he did anything egregious, like I don't know, killing somebody or whatever the case is. It's baseball. No, this, isn't, this, this isn't. They're they're not hiring Derek Norris to be their yeah. new manager. Um, yeah, I mean, you're a, a scholar of Tigers history and stuff like that. I mean, you know, there's there's some ugly stuff in the Tigers past. We got <laughs> Ty Cobb. The, Ty Cobb's reputation is not uh, is, is probably worse than it actually was, but he wasn't the best person. And you've talked before about the Tigers were really slow. Uh, to to start hiring and playing minorities, like really slow. One of the last teams, right? Yeah, they're the second to last team in the American League, only to the Boston Red Sox, and bringing in an African-American player. Frank Nevin was not exactly 
the greatest owner. He was racist, and that's a fact. So don't, yeah, I mean, don't tell me about this. Oh, the Tigers are holier now. Get the hell out of here. It took until John Fitzer, 1962 or 62, 63, when they got they got rid of integration in Lakeland. They he yeah. was like, look, we're not going to spend any money here if you guys don't do get rid of it. The, the owner before didn't do anything because he didn't care. So get the hell out of here with that. Not like why well, I, I hate when people romanticize the past like it's some glorious thing sometimes, and I'm guilty of it too sometimes. But stop, okay? Come on. I mean, it, it is a cross, and I'm I'm not even saying this as a minority myself. It's a fact. It's look it up. It's not. I'm not dumb. And if I'm mm-hmm. the one that has to point it out, and, and people don't like it, well, tough crap. I don't care. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think it, that, it, to a certain extent, it's it's kind of just as baseball always is. It's representative of society as a whole right now. As as we you kind of reckon with the past of your country or your team or whatever and go, Oh, that sucks. That's not great. <laughs> you know, it, it, you know, you tear down, you're not going to tear down the statue of Ty Cobb or anything like that. Hopefully yeah. uh, if they do, I'll, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's, it's uh, <sighs> nobody, nobody's perfect. That's why we, we, when we talked when Alex Cora got busted, you know, he, he was involved in all that cheating and stuff, but he was also heavily involved in like trying to help Puerto Rico after it was hit by like a hurricane. It's like, you know, n- nobody is defined by one thing. There's there's, there's, there's certain scumbags in baseball. Uh, Pete Rose comes to mind. Who, yeah, I mean, he, he, yeah, he bet on the game, but yeah, also. Well, not, well, not not even that. Yeah, he's he bet on the game, but he's also like you know underage girl. There there are lots of bad things with, with certain people. A Rod, um, I mean, for example, everybody loves A Rod now. I mean, A Rod's becoming he's in with Lopez. Just yeah, but everybody used to hate A Rod. Yeah, but I, it's, it's almost like a weird uh, rubber band where I, it seems what I see now, people were like enjoying A-Rod as a commentator, uh, but now he's almost too visible and talking too much and people are like, cut it out, A-Rod. So it's like this weird uh, back and forth. I don't know, people suck. Everybody, you know, wants perfection all the time and they don't expect it from themselves and it's just uh, just the nature of being human, I guess. There's a lot of hypocrisy, but, I, you know, I, far be it for me to tell anybody how or why or who to, to root for. If, if Tigers hiring AJ Hinch makes them uh, not want to follow the Tigers anymore, that's fine. Um, and I don't care if they come back when the Tigers start winning or if the Tigers start winning. It's just whatever. It's sports. It doesn't matter. But uh, it just seems a bit a bit much that, that hiring a manager is going to make you stop watching. You, yeah. you, know, you see the manager like twice a game. Yeah, it's not like he's out there – throwing a pitch or anything like that. It's, it's not like that whatsoever. I think that if you're going to make a stand on something, make a stand on something that's more meaningful than a, a, a manager managing your team. I'm sorry. It's, yeah. there's a lot of things out there in this world. I, mean, I don't even want to go into the whole, what's going on in this world. This it, 2020 has sucked. Let's yeah. just not, let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Not the best year. Yeah. It's not the best year. Uh-huh. Not, even, not even for me personally, it's just for everybody. It sucks. I mean, yeah, this year has really sucked for me, but I'm not going to sit there and, you know, it's just one of those things where I think in the grand scheme of things, if you don't want to watch this team, that's your prerogative. That's fine. I'm not going to hold you to it. I just don't understand it because I just think that what I want to (laughs) do. Bobby Brown style. Look, I mean, AJ Hinch to me, out of all the candidates represented what what you said earlier, Alvila's final chance. And they have Zimmerman off the books. They have to, they still have Cabrera there and his arbitrage of the contract, but that's, that's what it is, what it is. But mm-hmm. don't tell me that you would want, if you're going to tell me you want Don Kelly to manage this team because it's Don Kelly, 
outside of give me three reasons why Don Kelly should be this manager outside of him just being <laughs> Donnie Kelly baby. Please explain me, elaborate to me why Don Kelly would be the ultimate manager for this team. Well, you know, he played center field for a little bit, but uh, no, you, you know, you mentioned, um, and I didn't even think of this until you mentioned it, but Miguel Cabrera, we all love Miguel Cabrera, one of the best players of all time. The things Miguel Cabrera has done in his life, I think are significantly worse than what AJ Hens has done. Um, you know, I, I don't know if people remember him in his drunken, uh, you know, taunting of a fat kid at a hotel and going into a restaurant and saying he's going to blow it up. Um, you know, those are substance abuse problems. You don't want to make fun of them, but like everybody's got issues uh, and uh, we can look past them sometimes. I just, it seems strange to not be able to look past this for it with AJ Hench. Yeah. I, I, and that's the thing. Ultimately, I forgot about him calling a fat kid that I, I totally, totally forgot about that. Yeah. Not, and I, I think I, wasn't I, that I, like the Townsend or whatever? He was just yeah, oh, making yeah. fun of a fat kid. It's like, yeah, geez, come yeah. on, man. Yeah. And you don't even What's even worse is that the matter of if, if they go out and get Robert Azuna, then I'm going to have maybe I'll have a problem no. with that, you know, because he, yeah, well, that would be that would be gross. Yeah, I mean, we, would, we don't want that stuff. But uh, I tell you what, though, I didn't even think about this, that the, the another uh, player that Hench might have a relationship with Justin Verlander. And I think yeah, most right. Tigers fans want Verlander to come back to end his career. Yeah. Um, and if AJ Hench makes that slightly more likely, then that hey, cool with me. But um, I don't know. It, like. Like I said, I don't think managers make a ton of difference, but if you're going to go out and get a manager, you you can't do any better than this. I think the Tigers nailed it. Yeah, and there's nothing more to say about it. I mean, right now, now we have to wait and see what they're going to do with free agency. And you know what? Here, you know, wait, hold on a second. We got open. We got breaking news. With more crim? Oh man, I got to get that sounder. Okay, so the Tiger quote. This is from Cody's. Uh, Stephen Hagen from the Athletic. Tigers have completed make it, have completed a deal to make AJ Hinch the team's next manager. Sources tell the Athletic. Official announcement from the team expected to come shortly. Story from last night. So now is official. So now I mean is official official official. So there it is. Yeah. So what do, what are we thinking? Four years, five years, twenty million, something like that. Less I, than that. I don't have. I, you know what, Chris? I don't have an exactly monetary value to it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say four years. I'm gonna go four years. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like there's going to be a fifth year in some capacity. Either uh, four years is kind of a standard manager contract. I don't yeah. know. It, 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 yeah. It'll be interesting. It may be, we'll find out. Maybe we'll maybe. find out. Maybe we'll find out the White Sox passed because AJ Hinch wanted money. The Tigers were like, okay, we'll give you money. And that would make me happy. That would be the first sign <laughs> that the Tigers under Chris Hillich are going to spend their way out of the cellar again, which is, you know, not the ideal solution, but it certainly helps when you're willing to do that. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And, it, and no doubt that money solves a lot of problems and it solves a lot of baseball related problems. So there you go. You know, it's one of those things where now we just have to figure out how he's going to handle the farm system, because I think with his background, Chris, I think he can speak extensively about player development. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things is that he's going to bring, the institutional knowledge from from being there with the Astros, one of the most progressive teams in baseball, and he's going to be able to to come and look at what the Tigers are doing and saying, "Hey, we did this; it's differently." Spin radar hey, is good. I want that radar immediately. The spin one. What was the other one? The yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, it, it's just I, I think, like I said, there's I, I just I don't see any downside to it. 
I don't see any downside unless AJ Hinch is just a pathological cheater and is going to continue cheating in every way, which way possible. I, I don't, which I don't think is, is <laughs> Yeah. They've accidentally hired the baseball antichrist. I yeah, don't think know, so. They hired Cobra commander. That's what they did. They, yes. they Cobra command- Serpentor. <laughs> Cobra, la, 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 la. It's just like tiger, la, la, la. Anyway, all right. That's, yeah, yeah. I'm getting way obscure for people out there who have watched uh, 80s G.I. Joe. So uh, check out our Halloween episode. Let us know what you think. And we'll have more to follow as the the our items come in. Of course, bless you boys had Cody Sager hanging on. So kudos to you, Brandon. I can't beat that. So uh, <laughs> I mind. Day. <laughs> Day. <laughs> So it's funny we're we're in the same chat and we don't exchange ideas for this reason. So that's uh, there we go. Well, well played, Brandon. Well played. <laughs> so uh, check us out on TigerMindLookReport.com on MotorCityBangles.com, and there'll be a roundtable with the rest of the staff here probably the next week or so. As I hopefully slow down my schedule a little bit, I'm looking at pirate prospects right now for Prospects Live. So um, the next week or so we'll have a big roundtable and we'll talk to everybody about that. Until then, we'll see you next time.